Good evening, ghouls and ghoulettes, and welcome to Killer Horror Critic, the podcast worth dying for. Hosted by the Killer Horror Critic himself, this is the show where guests from all over the horror spectrum join to talk about some of their favorite horror films. So get snugged under the covers, grab a cuddly puppy, and prepare for tonight's blood-curdling episode of Killer Horror Critic. Good evening, horror fans, and welcome to another episode of Killer Horror Critic. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Chris. And we are your killer couple, critiquing and arguing over horror films like a couple of weirdos at the bar. <laughs> so maybe we never quite enlighten you, maybe we never blow your minds, but hopefully you just have a good time listening. So today we are continuing our Monsters in Love theme, discussing the 1994 film Tammy and the T-Rex, which, by the way, hope you all had a great Valentine's Day with your significant other and if you don't have one then fuck valentine's day as we've been trying to say this whole month because it's a stupid holiday it's only it's, worthwhile for eating chocolate it's designed to make you spend money on cards and candy and hate yourself and, so, and it's dumb so hope that either way it was a good one for you you at least got to watch some good horror films maybe my bloody valentine something like that uh but anyway so yes monsters in love tammy the t-rex came out in 1994 uh basically to no audience, um, <laughs> <laughs> because it was heavily edited down to a PG-13 rating, and, and and they tried to release it as a kid's film, which it's very much, <laughs> which very much is not, and, you know, so much so that I don't even think the director saw it on the premiere, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and really hadn't even watched the film again until Vinegar Syndrome was kind enough to find the lost footage and restore it for what was dubbed the gore cut, <laughs> which is yeah. the ultimate version of the film and the only way to watch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gore all the way. Gore all the way. Um, but yeah, it was basically released as a kid's film, didn't do very well, obviously, and disappeared into obscurity until Vinegar Syndrome dug it up. So it is a film that is directed by Stuart Raffle, uh, who... Also did the film Mac and Me, so he, so this is, you know, so he's got a bit of a pension for creating just these, like, cult, silly classics, right? And, and fun fact about him, you know, he, he started his career actually in the industry as an animal trainer. Uh, he grew up... What? Yeah, he, he and it's why you have that scene uh, with the lion in the film, which no spoilers yet, but with the lion in the film, and... It's because he was an animal trainer, so he he was used to working with animals. He knew people that worked with animals, and so that was kind of how he got started in the business. He actually grew up wanting to be a, a horse jockey. <laughs> and, All right, uh, this is a man after my own heart. Yeah, yeah. He he grew up wanting to be a horse jockey, and he ended up being like six foot seven. So obviously, <laughs> obviously that wasn't nope. going to work out. So so anyway, so he he's a filmmaker that's very used to working with animals. He's done a little bit of everything in film. And now I think that he does a lot of, like, animal conservation stuff or whatever. Um, I could be wrong about that, so don't hold me to that. But he's, right. he's, he's, he, I think he's that kind of guy. So. <laughs> but it was directed by him. The script was written by Raphael and uh, his friend Gary Brockett. And this was the only feature written by Gary, unfortunately. Uh, and, and it stars uh, Denise Richards as Tammy, uh, who, you know, 
many of you probably know uh, went on to have the great honor, I think, of being a Bond girl in the film <laughs> The World Is Not Enough. <laughs> Although I and probably many horror fans first probably saw her in either this or uh, Starship Troopers, directed by Paul Verhoeven. Uh, I was also very familiar with her as a kid from the movie Wild Things, which you can probably, of you can probably guess why uh, <laughs> I might have been infatuated with that movie as a child um, <laughs> or as a, as a young teenager um, or preteen or whatever the fuck I was at the time. And, and, and so, yeah, it stars her as Tammy. It stars Paul Walker. Uh, rest in peace, Paul. Uh, as Michael, and you know, we all know Paul from the Fast and the Furious franchise, uh, as well as the film Joyride. A lot of horror fans have probably seen this. This was actually, I think, his first film or, or the very first thing that he did, maybe. Uh, so he was basically a baby in the industry, and really Denise was at the time too. This was kind of like their each of their like first like big roles, I guess you could say. So. <laughs> and it shows. Well, and it shows, but they're I adorable. I say it with love. But they're adorable. Yes. I, I, I actually think they're both great in this, but but it's obviously not their be either of their best performances, right? Yeah. Although I do like that Denise got to have more fun in this because after this she typically played like you know the the sex pot or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> but she got to actually have fun and be comedic in this. But anyway, uh, so it stars Paul Walker as that or as Michael, uh, her love interest. Uh, Terry Kaiser as Dr. Watchenstein, who many of you probably know Terry from Friday the 13th Part 7. He's also really well known as Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> uh, and he's great in this, too. And it also features John Franklin as Bobby. And, you know, a lot of us maybe remember John as Isaac from Children of the Corn. You know, he... That's what he's from. Yeah. And so... And 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 I, I'm trying to remember what he was or how old he was for Children of the Corn. I want to say his 20s, maybe. Uh, but yeah, but so he's well known from that. And, you know, I could go on and we're probably going to mention a lot of the cast as we do this because there's just so many great kind of character actors throughout this movie. But and, and Tammy the T-Rex is basically uh, kind of what it sounds like. It's, <laughs> you know, it's this it's this goofy sci fi horror romance comedy uh, kind of in the vein of Mac and Me or stuff like Short Circuit, you know, just these movies or like E.T. maybe, you know, just these movies about like dumb teens like you know hanging out with <laughs> with scientific experiments and shit and anyway uh michael ends up you know he's this love interest of tammy and he ends up getting beat up by this bully who's obsessed with her and they leave him for dead and he gets eaten or, whatever, <laughs> or attacked by a lion and then these scientists uh dr watchenstein and his assistant Helga, played by Ellen Dubin, who is also a great actress and, and well known as a comedian and stuff like that, they steal Michael's body <laughs> and implant his brain into a giant mechanical T Rex. Why? Who knows? It's the dream. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and and then yeah, the T Rex escapes and finds Tammy, and they try to find Michael new body. And, and and to say any more, I mean, I don't know. This is really a spoilery movie, but you know, I'm not gonna give you the whole damn plot. So. <laughs> But anyway, so we are going to be spoiling the film. It is unfortunately not streaming anymore, but it is highly worth the rental if you yes. can find it. I would also recommend just picking up uh, the disc from Vinegar Syndrome. Just buy it. Just buy it. It's, an, <laughs> it's such a fucking wonderful movie. But before we get into spoilers, we do have our usual spoiler-free content. And just for those of you who are used to it, I am now moving our releases for the week until the end of the show so that we can just get right to the meat of the topic. So <laughs> that'll be at the end. But we still have our tagline versus the film. So just kind of getting our thoughts and feelings on the movie and what we think of it overall. So the tagline for Tammy and the T-Rex was, he's the coolest pet in town. <laughs> 
So what do you think of the tagline? And what do you think of Tammy the T-Rex overall? Okay, I do agree that he'd be the po- coolest pet in town, but he's not a pet. He's a love interest. So well, bad tagline. Well, this is why this speaks to how poorly this movie yes. was advertised. So like, essentially the story here is that uh, just a little background on the film uh, before Chris gives her thoughts on it is that basically director Stuart Raffle was approached by the executive producer of the movie who um, who I believe was Eka Sir Louis. And he had essentially a mechanical dinosaur that was being shipped to his friend in Texas that had sort of like a amusement park thing or whatever there. And basically they had about three weeks or, 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 or no they had about like four weeks i think until the dinosaur was going to be shipped to texas so essentially raffle and his and his writing partner had to come up with a script they had to put the cast together they basically had to put the whole movie together in like three weeks <laughs> and then they had and then they had a week to shoot with the dinosaur and so, you know, just knowing that alone, you can see why this movie was kind of a mess. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, it, it was so much, you know, it was so much chaos that basically everything you see was shot within, I think, within 20, 25 minutes of the director's house, just so that, you know, it would be easier on him to kind of get things done, you know? So, That's um, amazing. It makes me love this movie more. Yeah. But anyway, so you hear that tagline and and that just speaks to how the, how uh, Sir Louis, it just speaks to how Sir Louis and Raffle had such a drastic difference in ideas of what to do for this movie, <laughs> you know, because here's Raffle trying to make like a fun kind of teen horror comedy essentially right because there's so much just obscene gore in this film yep and at the same time uh sir louis trying to make i think i think basically sir louis probably wanted mac and me mm-hmm. but with a dinosaur and <laughs> and and raffle kind of gave him that but not really and no, he and, gave him sexy times with the dinosaur well and that's the other thing too is there's there's so much like sexual content in the movie that's just like <laughs> Even though it's nothing like too obscene, it's definitely not for kids. I would think. No. You know? I mean, I mean, Paul Walker like is grabbing a condom out of his drawer at one point, and yep. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like a six year old's movie, right? So, yeah. But but yeah, that poster speaks to the idea that I I think Sir Louis just had it in his head of like, oh, it's just gonna be kids having fun with like their T Rex pet. <laughs> You know, and uh, that and is Raff- not what he got. And Raffle was like, "No, we're we're going to imply that a woman fucked a dinosaur." All right, so, <laughs> and a mechan- I, I a love him for it. That. <laughs> but so you love this movie? Oh, absolutely! Look, this movie is. We know I like trash movies. I'm not saying that this is. I always feel weird calling listen, things trash, but I say trash like endearingly. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, we're, we're not going to. No one's going to sit here and defend Tammy and the T Rex like it's some kind of masterpiece. Of a, a of a film technically right like it, it's a mess of a movie we're not yes. we're not gonna sit here and deny that but but it is one of those just like magical movies that you know that speaks to like why it is okay to to have fun with films that are not yes. perfect you know and that's what Tammy the T Rex is it's just a it's a fun dumb movie it didn't set out to I mean for God's sakes the whole premise behind the making of the movie was that they had a T-Rex and were like, fuck it, let's shoot something, you know? That is the best like, reason ever. Like, believe it or not, not every single movie is coming out to, like, 
have some heavy hitting <laughs> message that's gonna like change your life or whatever sometimes people just want to make fucking entertaining movies and yes. that's what tammy the t-rex is <laughs> absolutely look there's no way i could not like this movie hey we get great practical effects and by great i mean i get an actual animatronic dinosaur i get shitty dinosaur arms which i love mm. horrible gore which is highly entertaining and denise richards for those who are into that kind of thing yeah uh, no, totally. You get all that, and we're going to get into the gore in a second here once we get into spoilers, because I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, but but no, we, we get all that, and you know, we just <laughs> we just got a really fun movie that was just such a mess that, you know, what I love about this is it feels like a trauma film to me. <laughs> you know, it, it feels vaguely like a trauma film. Like if you're... If but you, better. <laughs> well, but yes. I, I mean, better depending on what your taste is, but... <laughs> My taste is obviously not for trauma, uh, so I like this better. Yeah, I mean, look, Trauma made a lot of great stuff. They made a yes. lot of terrible stuff, but but you know, th this has that. This has a similar vibe to it. Like you, you can sort of imagine Trauma having made this film. Although there probably would have been a lot more like uncomfortable comedy in it. Yes, yes, there would be. <laughs> <laughs> As you've seen stuff like the Toxic Avenger and whatnot, but but it feels a little like a Trauma film, and it's just it's just such a blast to watch because of how kind of messy it is. Yes. You know, I mean for. Like, for example, you know, everyone always asks, well, why is the opening credit say Tanny and the T-Rex <laughs> when the movie is Tammy and the T-Rex? And all, all I, nobody really seems to know. All I can kind of discern from it is that the director, you know, it, it was it, obviously like in the script and on shooting, you know, it was Tammy and the T-Rex. It's supposed to be Tammy. Mm -hmm. And what it kind of seems like is, you know, the producer, like he basically butchered uh, this film after it was handed into him and, you know, did a lot of heavy cutting and stuff like that and was probably responsible for putting the titles on. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the producer or someone just thought that everyone was saying Tanny instead of Tammy. <laughs> and so they put up the title Tanny because at that point the director really didn't have anything to do with the movie. So <laughs> that, so that's the best I can assume as to like why that happened. But, but there's that. I mean, there's so many sequences where like, you know, boom mics are falling into the shot. You Chris, can, you play a drinking game to trying to spot crew members. Yeah, Chris really <laughs> loves this one, like, camera guy or extra that's trying to, like, get out of the way when all the bullies are chasing Paul Walker. <laughs> a, a, a ca our car just pulls away, and you see a crew member who is clearly crouching behind it, and it's my favorite thing in the world. Right, right. And, and I mean, the you know, there were fires happening <laughs> in, in Los Angeles during this time. Uh, so some of that played a role in the film, you know, yep. like there's a shot where uh, where Denise Richards is riding the dinosaur and off in the distance you see like the hills and there's like this really great orange glow. That was actually a fire <laughs> raging through the city. <laughs> and and I mean, you, you can see some of that el elsewhere in the film, too. Like there's a party scene in the film uh, where there's kind of like a sort of smoky kind of atmosphere. And that was because there was a fire that was actually getting so close that uh, the the fire patrol or whatever the fuck you want to call them <laughs> actually came to set and tried to shut it down because they're like you need to get out of here. And, and they went fuck no, we're shooting a dinosaur movie. Well, basically they they essentially paid them off uh, <laughs> to to let them shoot for another two hours, but they shot that entire uh, party scene I think in like a night. <laughs> um, Everything but, I learn about this movie makes me love it more. No, it, and and look, this is the heart of it is that it's just one of those films that I I love so much because of because of its conceptualization, you know, because you basically just, like I said, you had a team of filmmakers that were like, fuck it, we have something to make a movie around, let's just do it. Yeah. Like, I used to do that when I was a kid, too, you know, like, I, I had a fucking gnome lawn ornament that, <laughs> that I really hated, 
that one day it was in the back of my trunk and, uh, you know, me and some friends were just like, fuck it, we're going to shoot a short horror film around this, you know, we just took it out and made up a script as we went, you know, and so I, I just love this kind of ingenuity in filmmaking with just all these creative people coming together, just throw this thing together and have fun. And that's what, to me, that's what filmmaking's all about. Yeah. People having fun, getting their vision on screen and just doing what they can with what they have, you know? <laughs> yeah, look, this is a movie that everybody who's in this is in it to win it. And that's what I love about Tammy and the T-Rex. Like, look, is this script brilliant? Fuck no, it's not. But all of the actors are so committed to their roles. They're all so high energy with all their performances that you can't help but love all of them. They're all super endearing, and it's great to watch. You know, the, the costuming is over-the-top 90s. Like, look, I think a lot of us who love film, who have potentially been involved in film, we remember working on student films and how much fun that is. And that's what Tammy and the T-Rex is. It's a bunch of people who are really excited about making a movie, and it fucking shows. Plus, there's a goddamn dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, we're going to get into spoilers now. So... Uh, again, if you have not seen the film, please go seek it out. It's it's well worth the watch. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. It's only 80 minutes, you know. So. <laughs> but we are getting the spoilers now, so we are about to ruin everything for you yep. if you have not seen it. <laughs> uh, so, so let's just start with the obvious. And the fact that, you know, this was cut down from an R with the gore cut to a PG-13. Uh, can you even imagine this film you know, playing at that time. Like, like obviously we, we you know, like I've, I've seen the non-gore cut and obviously it's available, but like, can you imagine this film not having the gore and being released that way? <laughs> no, what the fuck is left of this movie that's watchable if you take all the gore out? I mean, you still got Denise Richards riding a dinosaur. I mean, so. <laughs> you do. Do you get her sexy dance at the end? I assume, I assume the sex, yeah, the sexy dance is in there. It's just cut down a little bit. You know, so, you so can't kids, have the whole sexy dance. <laughs> so kids can see the sexy dance, but they can't see like innards. I, well, I mean, look, <laughs> if, if anything doesn't make sense in America, it's what we can and cannot see on film, right? You know, like America's the, I've always found us to be the weirdest fucking country when it comes to censorship because, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, I guess you have Europe, which would be even worse with like how they had their whole video nasty banning period, right? But but America, well, I guess you know America had the Hayes Code, so that's pretty <laughs> awful too. Uh, but but you know, in America, it's like you know you can you can have there there was a period where like you could have uh, uh, two lesbians kissing on scene and it's like an NC-17, mm -hmm. right? And that and that's like the only thing in there, you know, other than like swearing and maybe some nudity and that's yeah. an NC-17. Meanwhile, you've got like Friday the 13th part 20, you know? <laughs> and, and, and Jason's like fucking happing up a thousand people, right? And spilling their guts everywhere. And that's rated R, you know? So it's like... <laughs> so fucking weird. We're just really, we're, we're a really fucking weird species. So first of all, the effects in this film were done by John Carl Beekler. And, you know, and, and some of you might know him as the director of Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th part 7. He, he has a really oh. great... Uh, career as an effects artist as well you know he took part in that design for jason mm -hmm. and and so he did some of the effects for this and and, and it shows because <laughs> when you watch this film like the effects are the best part of the movie <laughs> like they are although although they're super cheesy though well you gotta understand this movie was made for a million dollars you know that which is like chump change yeah. right and in the world of filmmaking it's chump change and and john carl beekler he wasn't like he had part in the effects but he wasn't like there for everything necessarily right mm -hmm. um like he did some of the designs and stuff like that but but yeah i mean you have moments that are obviously not you know 
well executed effects wise because like you have one scene with weasel played by sean whalen who a lot of you probably know as roach from people under the stairs but in that scene you know the t-rex like slashes his chest and they cut away and then they cut back and essentially the way they had to shoot it is he he just he's really great in this interview he does about it where he's just laughing about how he basically had to just hold all these like animal guts and stuff. Uh-huh. And then when the camera rolls, he just like drops them, you know, and that's, <laughs> and that's the effect. And there's just a black t-shirt underneath. It's my yeah. favorite kill. Yeah. It, it looks super <laughs> obvious, you know, and, no. and, and there's a lot of that in this, but, but the gore itself is really good. You know, it like, is. like it's not always uh, effectively shot, but it's really good. Uh, like I, I love uh, the heads getting ripped off and, <laughs> you know, the main bully, Billy played by George Pilgrim. Like I love, you know, his head just, dropping and like splattering like a pumpkin into this like you know fucking fountain of red right like no the gore is one of my favorite parts of the movie after the dinosaur because the dinosaur is the best part obviously you know like you have some great like gore effects kind of when you have like like carl that he's the other like slutty assistant that the doctor has um who's played by uh john edmondson and he gets fucking squished by the dinosaur and then later we just cut to literally like a rubber version of him that they just drag inside the warehouse. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's what I like. He got squashed. <laughs> and then it just leaves a weird, like, boneless version of him. Look, that's that's kind of what I love, like, about all of the gore in this is the fact that, like, yeah, to your point, it is actually really good graphic gore that's just not super well shot. But it's, for me, kind of the heart of the film. So I cannot imagine what this movie looks like when you try to edit it down to a kid's film. Well, I mean, well, it really doesn't work as a kid's film, I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> and that's the problem with it is that once you take the gore out of the film, you know, it kind of becomes a movie where it's like, who is this for? Yeah. You know, because it's not it's not for kids at that point. It's not a Mac and me, you know, <laughs> uh, and it's not necessarily for, you know, us as an audience. Yeah. Uh, although that, Although I will say that, you know, even without the gore, I mean, the comedy is still very effective, you know, mm-hmm. it's and, and that's and that's what I really appreciate about the movie as well is how much fun it is. Like, I love this line where where John Franklin, you know, basically is like, this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard of, you know, and and to me, I almost feel like that's directly from the writers in that moment of just being like, we know this is dumb, you know, <laughs> and, and it is, and, and, you know, they have fun with that. And so the comedy kind of makes up for the lack of gore because, you know, you're just watching this movie with people just goofing around and, you know, there's the graveyard scene, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Like I fucking <laughs> Denise Richards, like digging up Paul Walker's body and he's just like covered in maggots and shit. It's fucking hysterical. I just but, love that all three of them scream. Yeah, no, sure. Um, <laughs> but they're, <laughs> Uh, but if you look in the background, you know, you've got all these, like, fake gravestones around, and one of them just says, like, B.A.D, so, like, bad, you know? <laughs> and it's just, and it's just like, oh, like, it, it's it's fun, because it's like there's, it's like there's little inside jokes all throughout the film that are making fun of itself, you know? Mm. Where it's just like, we know this sucks, but we hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> look, and they were right, because it's, look, we've talked about this before, you know, sometimes... Yeah, we just want a trash monster. That's why for me, Tammy and the T-Rex is super refreshing because, you know, anytime we get a trash movie like this where, you know, the the actors know that this isn't the best movie, the directors know this isn't the best movie, but despite all of that, they're still super dedicated to it. Like, that just makes a movie that you can't help but love. Like, for mm. me personally, it's... um. 
it's a scene where they're trying to help Michael pick out a new body. And so they're just like, they're in the, the morgue. And it's it's Denise Richards and um, Byron, played by Theo Forsett, like just kind of like running around and making jokes about all the bodies that they're finding. And my favorite line is in there where where Byron finds a girl. and He's like, oh, I found like a pretty, a pretty girl. And Denise is just like, I don't want a girl. And Byron's just like, well, neither do I. And then they just kind of like move on. And that's, it's those kind of moments, those comedy moments that I can almost see this working without the gore. Mm. But no, we need the gore. I, I love that scene because um, one of the, you know, so so I said earlier, like, I, I don't think this movie's really trying to do anything thematically. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and what it is trying, what it is trying to do is very, you know, minimalist, right? <laughs> uh, like there's obviously... You know, it, it, there's obviously like commentary on like capitalism and that kind of stuff, but <laughs> but but one thing that I I, I do really love that morgue scene because it kind of speaks to me a little bit of kind of what is at the heart of the film and kind of like the heart of uh, the theme that we've been discussing all month, which is which is that idea of kind of like we talked about last week with spring. You know that that concept that love is not just physically based, right? Yeah. And and it's this it's this beautiful idea that I think plays really well in monster movies like Tammy and the T-Rex because you basically have Tammy here, Denise Richards, who I, I love how afraid she kind of was to do this role because she's like, how the fuck am I going to cry with a mechanical T-Rex, you know? <laughs> but you have this character that, you know, is almost immediately just like, yeah, you're you got my boyfriend's brain and mm-hmm. you're this mechanical T-Rex and fuck it, I love you and we're going to do everything we can to save you. Like she takes she takes all of 30 seconds, you know, before she's like, "I love you." It doesn't it it sucks that your brain isn't a T-Rex, but mm-hmm. we're going to make this work, you know? <laughs> and and there's just such a beautiful message in that cuz it kind of ties into you know, I think a little bit of kind of uh, self-identity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I almost feel like there's this underlying theme of Michael kind of going through a little bit of sort of self-identity. And again, it's not played very heavily, <laughs> but the Borg scene speaks to that because here you are and you've got Tammy and, and, uh, and Byron, you know, and they're showing all these bodies to Michael mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, here's, here's a couple of white dudes, which as Chris and I keep saying, every time we watch this movie, we really want to know what the fuck is wrong with the first white body they yeah. look at. <laughs> uh, Cause they look at the dick and, and something's Tammy's wrong like, with that dick. Well, is it? Because Tammy's like, no. And Byron's like, yes, you know? So, so I mean, I, maybe it's too big for her. I don't know. She just <laughs> fucked a dinosaur. I think it might be too <laughs> small. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess once you go T-Rex, you never go back. Um, <laughs> But, but there's something, but you know, whatever, there's something wrong with it. And so they're showing him these bodies and then they, they show him like a black guy and he's like, no. And they show him a white girl and he's kind of like, oh, maybe, you know, and uh-huh. it's, it's just this fun thing of like, you know, just kind of this idea that this beautiful idea that like, no matter who your lover reveals themselves to be like, you know, throughout your relationship, mm-hmm. uh, that, that you stick with it because you yeah. love them and, and it's who they are on the inside and not the scaly dinosaur that they are on the outside, you know, <laughs> to be fair, I would love you more if you were in a dinosaur body. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, that's because you just want to ride me around town. Like, damn <laughs> like, <laughs> Obviously that's the dream. 
Actually, I would prefer to be in the dinosaur body. Yeah, I feel body. like I feel like you want to be in the I dinosaur would body. I love to be in the dinosaur body. I'm not so sure about fucking the mechanical T-Rex myself though, no. like, because I don't really know how that works. <laughs> I don't. So, I'm just I'm just impressed that the doctor was like, I'm going to make this this T-Rex and I'm going to make it anim- anatomically correct. Like, it's going to have a penis. Well, so we never see a penis, but you think the doctor put a penis on it? That doctor fucked Do that dinosaur. Do T-Rexes have penises? Like, everything has penises. No, not everything has penises. <laughs> they definitely don't. All um, male male animals have penises. I don't know that that's true. I, I, I've i never seen a dick on a cockroach. Um, <laughs> Just this little, like, It's a anim- bug. That's not an this, animal. Whatever. I've never seen a cockroach with its junk out. Um. <laughs> But but and and I'm sorry. I have a hard time imagining how T Rexes fuck. You know, I can't really I can't really picture a T Rex mounting another T Rex. It's kind of difficult. Where do yeah. they put their arms? Their arms are too tiny to get leverage. <laughs> yeah, I don't really quite understand. So I imagine, and I definitely don't understand how Tammy <laughs> fucks the T Rex if she does in fact. Fuck she the does. T-Rex. The f- she fucks the T Rex. We think she fucks the T Rex. She definitely fucks the T Rex. The doctor knows she fucked the T Rex. How does the doctor know? Because he know he can tell that she's been with him because of how she's walking right now which is obviously a sexual innuendo and obviously <laughs> means he fucked the dinosaur himself I, I i never took so you take that as she fucked him i always yeah. took that i always took that as he's like oh look the way she's walking she's happy like i never i never what? i never took it as she's just had a giant mechanical dick in her <laughs> like, okay maybe it's because i read a shit ton of romance novels and there's always that moment where they're talking about how they can't like walk straight or walk right well, after yes, a good I, fucking i understand the idea you're talking about here i just don't know that that's what the doctor meant that's but absolutely what, look at look at helga and her slutty slutty outfits all he's thinking about is sex he has fucked that dinosaur and so has tammy well, maybe Helga fucked the dinosaur for all we know. Um, <laughs> Helga definitely fucked the dinosaur. <gasps> maybe that's the the video that he's referencing in that moment where they first meet Byron, and Byron's just like, "Hey, you look familiar. Have I seen you in videos before?" Um, and the doctor's response is, "Not that one. That's the dinosaur porno." Well, so <laughs> <laughs> totally made dinosaur porno. <laughs> so does this does this happen to tie into at all why you think that? they would even put a T-Rex brain into this body. <laughs> like what? This is, this has always oh, been put it, put a brain in the T-Rex body. Yeah. Isn't that what I said? No, I don't you know. Said put already... the T-Rex brain in the body. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> pretty little buzz. No, it isn't. I mean, you know, cause every time I've watched this film, like I've seen this film quite a few times and there's still no like concrete. Why is this happening? Why have they decided to steal a human brain to put it into a perfectly good mechanical T-Rex? You know, because because when you look at this, it's just like, I don't know, just have a fucking mechanical T-Rex. It's pretty it's pretty intimidating enough if you're gonna sell it for like war games and shit. So I mean, I guess. I mean, their whole thing that they're going off of is they're trying to offer eternal life to humans. So I mean it does make sense that they eventually want to move on to like putting brains into like more android bodies so people can live eternally and all that bullshit. Having said that, dinosaurs are cooler. I think it just comes down to the fact that, like, why wouldn't you put a brain into a T-Rex body? Wait, so is your whole reasoning for this that d- dinosaurs are just cooler yes! than a nuke or something? <laughs> no, my, I'm going off of, like, if you're going to live an eternal life, why would you stay in a stinky human body when you can be a dinosaur? Why wouldn't you want to be a dinosaur? I don't think that that I don't think that's what the doctor's thinking. <laughs> that's absolutely what the doctor is thinking. He's a little screws short. 
Like, look, putting a human brain into a human body, that's easy. That's, you know, Frankenstein's been doing it. Been there, done that, boring. <laughs> what's really cool is putting a brain into a dinosaur. And what's better than being the king of the dinosaurs, even though he's not the biggest, and putting in a T-Rex body. It's ultimate power, Matt. Ultimate power. Do you even hear yourself sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, look, I mean, so... <laughs> I don't even know what to say to all that. Uh, I mean, you know, so I think... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think on a on a more realistic level. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, there's the there's the capitalist theme here with, you know, uh, the whole idea of there. It, it, you know, to me, it's basically just like how silly capitalism is mm-hmm. is why is why they're doing this or what this is all about because you know they're they're they even make a comment. I think at one point the doctor says that you know they're they're capitalists. They'll love it. You know, or yeah. something like that. And it really just touches on the fact that capitalism is dumb, you know. <laughs> Agreed. If, if the last if the last two years have taught us anything, it's that capitalism is the dumbest fucking thing that we ever let happen. Yep. <laughs> and and you know, I I don't mean to sound like fucking hide in that seventies show conspiracy theorist all the time, <laughs> but you know, it is just this thing of like we've been so goddamn brainwashed by by america to think that capitalism is like amazing you know Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong parts of it are you know there are plenty of people i know who who have become very successful because of what capitalism allows them to do and that's great you know it is great that everybody has that everybody supposedly has that opportunity (laughs) but but capitalism you know just like everything else really the way it ends up ultimately working is still not great. Yeah. <laughs> and and we saw that these last two years with how it's basically like, go to work and die so that your <laughs> so that your billionaire boss can can afford their third yacht while while you are working four jobs to just barely survive living, you know? Yeah. But but so yeah, so I think they're just making fun of that. You know, they're like they're like capitalists are idiots. They're just you know, they're like, fuck yeah, brain in a human or in a fucking mechanical T-Rex. Why the <laughs> hell not? You know, let's let's buy all the mechanical T-Rexes with brains in them instead of just, you know, fucking making a, a, another gun or whatever the fuck they do. Like, <laughs> I like the fact that you're super fixated on this being used as like a weapon. Because that's what capitalists are going to use it for. No capitalist is buying oh, this to not use it as a weapon. Absolutely. But the movie is like, point- that's who they're selling it to, obviously. <laughs> no, they're selling it to people who want to live forever. Like, that, that's what they say in the graveyard scene when, um, you know, the doctor and Helga are talking about how, like, you know, the collateral damage doesn't matter because the capitalists will just be excited to see that it works. But he's well, talking about how, like, no, they're going to put the whole, like, graveyard stuff out of business because well, no I, one will I, die anymore. Either way, it's a terrible idea. Oh, who yes. The, who, like, I mean, here's the thing. It, it might start like that, but it's ultimately going to become a weapon. We all know that. That's oh. what happens with everything with capitalists. I'm like, going to smush like, so many houses like, as a like dinosaur. The internet, the internet and social media just started off as, like, fucking cat videos and people <laughs> posting pictures of their breakfast, you know? And then, and then capitalists were like, but, and hear me out, what if we turn these platforms into places where we make people fight with each other all the time so that we can spread political fake messaging? How about that? <laughs> How about we do that? You know, that'll make a few extra bucks. Like, there's, there's always, you know, capitalists, they always find this way to, like, just fucking ruin everything. Yes. And so, so, well, it's a... 
nice idea of like, oh yeah, I'll just throw my brain into a T-Rex. That sounds mm-hmm. dope. And it does. Yep. You know, you know that ultimately someone's going to use it for a weapon anyway. And on top of that, is this really a science that we want? Because who the fuck wants Trump, for, for an example, mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to put his brain into anything and continue living? Yeah. You know, I keep my fingers crossed every goddamn day that that fucker croaks. You know, I don't want to live in a future where he has the option to live in a fucking pterodactyl body or something. I don't want him to continue going on and flying around the world or whatever the fuck he's gonna do you know like, no you're right it absolutely like if they ever like i want bad people to <laughs> die and then just be dead you know <laughs> like i don't want fucking R- rush limbaugh coming back in a t-rex body but imagine <laughs> if you could have a t-rex body and take them out That'd be great, but that's not how it would happen. I'm poor. I can't afford a T-Rex body. <laughs> that's you true. Know? It would only be rich people. <laughs> it would only people. be for the rich people. Only the rich people are going to get to the moon, are going to get to go to the moon and, and live there, Chris. We're all going to be left here to rot on Earth. <laughs> it's okay. The rich people don't know how to work, so they're all just going to die on the moon anyways. I mean, probably. They'll only last, like, whatever, you know, is left of their years, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask this question, though, though. If you could be any dinosaur, like mechanical dinosaur, which one would you be? Oh, I mean, it'd be a T-Rex. Like, would it? Yeah, I mean, like, look, you know, a raptor is my favorite dinosaur. Uh-huh. You wouldn't, I'm... you wouldn't want to be a raptor? No, because raptors are tiny. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, <laughs> if I'm gonna have the Dang option, little bitch dinosaur. If I'm gonna have, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have the option to have my my brain put into any dinosaur, it's going to be a T-Rex mm-hmm. because then I get to stomp around smashing things, and I'm the ultimate predator. You would be the ultimate predator, but you wouldn't be the biggest one. I'm personally gonna go with a dimorphodon because I get to have a T-Rex head and I can fly. It'd be amazing. I would poop on so many people. Uh, okay. I personally believe that Michael actually likes being in the dinosaur body. Like, that's why he has a har- such a hard time in that morgue scene really choosing a body. Because maybe he's actually okay with being a dinosaur. You know, because the, the doctor does bring up that interesting point, like, when they're doing that super haphazard surgery that absolutely killed Michael, that, like, the, the brain is a really impressive thing where it has the capability of convincing us of any anything. So maybe Michael's brain has actually convinced him the right decision, that being a dinosaur is awesome. I don't think so. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I do not I do not think that's what's going on with Michael, but I do find that an interesting thought because uh, again I think it ties into that not not necessarily the idea I was talking about before with identity because I don't consider that like the brain tricking itself mm-hmm. I, I think that that more so what I think is the opposite of that in the sense that you know the the brain I think when it when it feels like it needs to protect itself right mm-hmm. it's it will convince itself of something that's not true. You know, so I think I think that's part of the struggle that's going on in the movie. And again, I want to preface this with I, I don't think that there I, I really don't think there's any much of, of queer commentary or anything like that between Michael and <laughs> and Tammy. They're, they seem very much like a straightforward white dumbass couple. Right. Yes. Um, but 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 I but I do find that concept interesting in the way it plays in this movie, because there is that sort of idea of like how the brain will will trick itself into something that's not true. So, like, if you, you know, if if you do ultimately identify, you know, if you are born as a male, but you identify as a female, like, you mm-hmm. might spend part of your life, you know, with the brain trying to convince yourself that you're not a female and that you're a male. Yeah. But, but you know, ultimately, that's that's not the truth. You you mm-hmm. are a female, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, so I, I think that there's some of that in here with, 
again, with this whole idea of like Michael, you know, being in a T-Rex body, I, I, I do really like this idea of looking at it like he's kind of almost like coming out to, to Tammy of like, I'm not a goofy white kid. Yeah. I'm a dinosaur, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and he's looking for her, for her love to accept him as that. Right. Yeah. And, and ultimately it's not the plot of the movie because they're trying to get his brain out of the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. But, but I just, again, I like the idea of, you know, that's what she is or, or that's what they are or, or what she is looking to accept. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it plays such a nice kind of a foil to like everyone else in the story because what what's also fun about Taming the T-Rex is that when you look through the film, the director is very careful to, I think, have everyone sort of be part of a pair, mm-hmm. you know? And, and part of that is to play into the comedy because everyone kind of has, like, their comedic duo that they get to be a part of yeah. you know like like there is the the pairing of tammy and michael as a t-rex but paul walker's not there so instead tammy or or denise richards is paired with byron you know theo Forsett. they get to be their duo uh, the doctor and helga get to be their duo mm-hmm. you even have uh the pair of cops uh norville played by george buck flower who is just you know, played so many like bums and winos throughout <laughs> film history that that's kind of what he was always really known for. Mm-hmm. But but he's paired with uh, Ken Carpenter as Neville, you know, these pair of dumbass cops. And, and I, I just love how like there's just like this fun relationship between all these pairings. And then you also kind of get this, you know, this foil of like, here's what real love is compared to uh fucking billy you know george pilgrim who's like obsessed with tammy mm-hmm. and and you know it's it, which which was this weird era of like the 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 bully the that's like obsessive abusive ex-boyfriend yeah the obsessive bully that like you know you only belong to me tammy like there there were so many of those movies like one of my favorites is uh the wraith actually of all things that one was um, amazing it's a great film <laughs> uh but but you know that has the same kind of uh, underlying story within that of like the bully that just won't let the girl go you know to the point where he's willing to kill people which is so fucking extreme yeah. for teenagers to be like i will fucking murder <laughs> you if you hang out with my girlfriend it's like bitch you're fucking 17 all right like you probably, you're going to find girls you like more, all right? Like, just relax. Or maybe you won't. Or maybe they'll all hate you and you'll fucking die a miserable death <laughs> because you suck. <laughs> no, you just take your romantic rivals to the wildlife parks and leave them for the lions to eat. Them's yeah. the rules. Yeah, such a weird period. Like, the 80s was all, like, uh, you know, bullies bully you to the extreme. And the mm. 90s was, like boyfriends bully you to the extreme you know <laughs> like like i i love when all of them just rush into the house to get michael in denise's room and it's just like first of all why would the parents let them in and second right. of all what is happening right now i feel like i feel like i'm in one of those british comedies where like people are just running back and forth through the scene <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense i love the fact that this teacup sipping dad is like no no i will handle these hooligans and he fails miserably um but no i like your point i do i do like viewing tammy and the t-rex through this you know view through this view of you know what if there's something not quite what people expect of you and having to come out to your partner about that thing with the hopes that they're going to accept you and it can Mm. be fucking terrifying and it can feel like you're like a dinosaur and you're about to destroy everything and then to have you know your partner just 
like you said, with, with Tammy, she accepts him as soon as she fucking figures out charades because she's a goddamn idiot. Um, it takes She's not an idiot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it took her is- way too long. Get the fuck out of here. It's If anything, she's a fucking genius for how quick it took her. You're te- Who the hell is going to sit there and be able to figure out within seconds that... Oh, of course this dinosaur has my boyfriend's brain in it. Duh. He ate the the yellow rose. He pointed to the bracelet. What more do you need? I'm sorry. If (laughs) if you woke up one day and and I had been dead for like a month and you woke up one day and there was a fucking dinosaur like standing over the bed, you're not immediately going to be like, oh, my husband. (laughs) I mean, that's fair, but I will immediately love it because it's a dinosaur. Not unless it's growling in your face and about to eat you. Um, But... (laughs) But no, it's it's a it is a beautiful love story about kind of accepting you know your partner and the people you love no well, matter what. Well, it's a beautiful love story, but it's a coming of age movie too because mm-hmm. you know at the same time that you have this love going on, there's also the coming age coming of age element on it, which is that you know I, I, this is the other part I like about it is that it it really touches on the kind of like fall hard nature of high school relationships, right? <laughs> and and what we call love at the time, which is you know, for most of us, generally, like, an extreme infatuation. It's lust. Uh, and lust, yes, because it's we're hormones. all fucking hormonal, horny teenagers. <laughs> uh, and look, I don't blame either Denise Richards' character or Paul Walker's character because they're no, both beautiful. They're gorgeous <laughs> human beings. <laughs> you know, so 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 there's that. No, yeah, there's, you know, so it's, it's, it's also this film that's about that fall-hard nature and really, like, the the primality like at the heart of you know these these hormonal teen relationships and and you see that all throughout because like yeah you've got uh you've got michael who gets eaten by this lion i mean for god's sakes michael is eaten alive (laughs) in a zoo all right it's like the epitome of you know primal representation he's got fucking lions and shit all around him that end up you know attacking him and i mean the whole scene which i love uh, with Billy and Michael fighting in the beginning where they just grab each other's dick and are just like holding on to it for dear life. The testicular standoff. Yeah, the testicular standoff, you know, they're just like... What a dude thing to do. But it, but it's the primal thing, you know, because it's equivalent to a pissing contest, you know, like grab, like squeeze each other's dick, piss on each other. It might as well be the same thing, you know. They're, did they're you trying piss to... on other boys? Always. That's all we did. <laughs> what? <laughs> You you like you like the same person I do. That's it. Pee on each other. Um, <laughs> I feel like we talked about this last week. <laughs> uh, obviously, boys all piss on each other, Chris. Um, <laughs> Gross. There's just all of that kind of primality working into it, mm-hmm. and and also you know fears. Like there's all the fears of being a. Uh, teenager and worrying that you're not an acceptable partner you know mm-hmm. so like we talked about how that kind of plays into michael and the t-rex but you know speaking of the bully himself i mean you kind of figure out why he is the way he is at one point because he's got he, a tiny dick and he sucks at sex well he probably has a <laughs> tiny dick but there's the one scene where he's fucking the girl that's obsessed with him and you know, right before she gets eaten by the T-Rex, he's sitting there like, I'm good, right? I'm good, right? I'm good, right? Like, he just says it over and over again, and it's hysterical, but, you know... It, so sad. But he, but he clearly has, like, uh, like a confidence issue, which is why he's so obsessed with, like, Denise Richards will be mine, you know, because because he's worried that he can't have anybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I would even go the, the length with... 
you know, going weirdly back to to Michael and the the dinosaur, all the primal stuff. This is very much a coming of age and dealing with all of those like complex emotions. Because like you could take you know the dinosaur as as being a queer metaphor. You could also take it as like, look, he got his face fucking bit off by a mm. lion. He is not going to be pretty anymore. And weirdly, that can be tough in high school. Well, but that's not the case, Chris, because we see him in the hospital bed and his face is just fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even sure. This is a movie, suspend your disbelief. I'm pretty sure the lions at most, like, gave him a scratch on the chest. (laughs) It was was a love tap. (laughs) A love tap, yes. But no, you're right. I mean, mean, look, you know, it's... it's such a weird thing to say about a film like Tammy and the T-Rex because I I do assume that it's all completely unintentional but but there is there there's just a theme of like loving people in all shapes and sizes and 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 you know forms like dinosaurs (laughs) and 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 I, I think the best dichotomy of that is when you see John Franklin with with Carl the the giant bodybuilder you know like mm-hmm. they're they're appearing and you know here you've got this little guy compared to this like huge giant guy right mm-hmm. but they're equals and and they have kind of like an understanding and so you know I, again that's another thing like it, you're, there's just all this imagery of people who are very different but they work together yeah <laughs> you know Denise or or, uh, or Tammy and Byron being another one where Tammy is kind of like you know she's dressed like this fucking like summery goth girl at times right like i like i love her outfit when they're at the the funeral and it's all like super like 90s goth (laughs) with the red velvet and the the crosses yeah and and byron you know he's always wearing like really bright flashy stuff you know he's really Mm -hmm. got his own sense of style and and he and he really stands out with that and and anyway yeah you just you just see that like constantly happening throughout the movie just these pairs that play together and Mm -hmm. you know are are emphasizing this theme of like we all come in different stage sizes. Some of us suck. Some of us don't. But, <laughs> but you know, but love your partner for who they are because it's not just about what they look like. So. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. There's not a pairing in here really of people who don't like each other. And that's awesome. Because, yeah, Carl and Bobby is my favorite pairing because, like, there's no reason they should like him in so many, like, films we get the small nerdy person and the big muscular guy don't like each other these guys are best fucking friends like carl gets fancy best friends they're best friends and carl gets fancy for their pizza date he puts on a goddamn sweater for bobby but like i love that he does (laughs) he wears it around his shoulder (laughs) no he puts it on after bobby's died because he taunted the t-rex but like you have that even like helga and dr walkenstein like they have a super creepy loving relationship i mean they're pretty much creepy about it. They're, they're just, fucking in every scene. There's nothing creepy about it. They just love each other. They're she just, gave him a blowjob in the just, parking lot. And what's wrong with that? He <laughs> told he told her to chew his rope, <laughs> and she rope. and she like a good partner was like, all right, if that's what you want, <laughs> you know. <Fair> so, <laughs> I mean, no, no, but but that's the thing. That's the thing about the movie is there every kind of love is expressed in Taming the T Rex. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's the the high school uh, accept you for whoever you are love with Tammy and, and Michael. There's, you know, that that very sensual, intimate love that, you know, is with the doctor and Helga. Mm-hmm. There's the toxic love between Billy and the girl that's obsessed with him, right? Or, or maybe it's a good love. I don't know. Maybe they actually are a good pairing. But... No, they will murder people. <laughs> and honestly, the, the one I feel most bad about is Byron. And Byron, you know, being this queer guy who doesn't really get... Uh, any sort of like sexual partner in the movie right mm-hmm. you know he he has this relationship with his dad and trying to 
you know, kind of like get his dad to understand him and that sort of, which is another kind of love, right? Yeah. The parental love, parental kid love, but, um, but Byron deserved love, damn it. He deserved it just as much as everybody else. <laughs> Byron deserved better. <laughs> he deserved it better. Uh, so look, all right, we can't, we can't ramp up, you know, speaking of just like the, the boundaries of love and how far it can go. Uh, we can't wrap up here without talking about the ending first, you know, so you find out, that after after Michael and his dinosaur body has been shot to death by cops, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't even know how that works with his mechanical body, uh, but he, but he's been shot to death by cops and they've now put his brain into like <laughs> a computer in Tammy's room. It's in an open petri dish. How unhygienic! Indeed, I, I don't think they're too worried about that. I think what I love about this is that you know here's a film about. A girl in love with a mechanical T-Rex s- containing her boyfriend's <laughs> brain. And you think to yourself, it can't get any weirder than this. And then the last two minutes of the movie is like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. It can't get weirder than this. <laughs> We're going to get this brain drunk on whiskey and then do a sexy dance with Denise Richards. That's how we're going to end all of this shit. But look, I think that goes back to what you were just saying. This is a movie at the heart of it about love and loving your partner for who they are no matter what. And Tammy proves it. She fucking loves Michael. It does not matter if he's in a hot Paul Walker body. It does not matter if he's in a mechanical T-Rex body with a giant dick. And it does not matter if he's just a brain in a Petri dish. She will fuck him regardless in whatever way she can. The moral of the movie, you know, just... <laughs> fuck your partner regardless. No, no, no. The, the moral of the movie, Tammy will fuck anything on two oh. legs. Um, no, no. I, in all honesty, I, I, think, I, think the, I think the real moral of the movie is real love is accepting your partner even when they become a dinosaur. So, <laughs> um, or especially if especially they're a dinosaur. Especially if they're a dinosaur. Uh, all right. So we do got to start wrapping up here, unfortunately. So... Who is your killer idiot of Tammy and the T-Rex? Look, that goes that goes to Bobby because he fucking teased a P- T-Rex. You're definitely going to get murdered for that. Them's just the rules. You don't, like, piss off a giant six-foot animatronic monster. Dumbass. Yeah, I mean, he probably should not have asked uh, T-Rex want a cracker to <laughs> a mechanical robotic t-rex that has a human brain in it that just discovered he was murdered by bobby yes <laughs> he's a little pissed off maybe not the best idea so yeah no he for once your pick for killer idiot actually i think works for <laughs> once <laughs> fuck you but i'm gonna go with weasel again played by sean whalen uh, because i love when and really he's not the only one that does this but but i, I love when he's at the party and he walks off to take a piss and there's just this giant T-Rex standing there. And he really doesn't pay much thought at all to like, why is this T-Rex at this party? You know? <laughs> He's just like, oh, what do you know? Fucking T-Rex here. I'm going to pee on it. And it's like, <laughs> that seems like a very dude thing to do. You see something, you pee on it. No, I mean, we're not fucking dogs, Chris. Like, I mean, some of us are. But, <laughs> uh, but I don't just walk outside and be like, Oh, what a cool tree. I got to pee on it. You know, like that's not. <laughs> I feel like you're not going to pee in a field. You're going to pee on something. I will admit, though, that if I walked off into a forest to pee on something and I saw something like this, if I'm going to pee, I might be like, I kind of want to pee on that T-Rex. <laughs> exactly. So is he an idiot or just following boy nature? Fair enough. But we could also <laughs> say that boy nature is idiocy. So, <laughs> um, 
But no, but yeah, he pees on the T-Rex and, you know, he gets fucking clawed his guts yep. out. So, <laughs> dumbass. Um, yep. Anyway, uh, who is your killer death of Taming the T-Rex? Look, it, it goes... It goes to Weasel. It's my favorite death. It's the dumbest thing. I love Weasel. Of yes! all of them, it's Weasel? Because I love... I Look, it's not a very intense death, but every time I watch him holding those fucking guts and then just dropping them and still being able to see like his t-shirt and stuff, it makes me crack up every time. So there's some great gory deaths in this, but it's my favorite out of all of these because it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm going to go with uh, John Franklin getting his head ripped off because that... That, that was the moment that I remember watching in, I think, uh, either the trailer for the gore cut or promo photos for it. Um, but that was the moment where I was like, oh, I got to fucking see this movie. Uh, because because that, that, that gore moment in particular, I think, is one of the best in the film. Yes. When John Franklin gets its head ripped off and, like, you know, his body runs away headless. <laughs> uh, like, it's perfect. It, yep. It's just so fucking bloody and great, and I love it. What about your killer MVP of Taming the T-Rex? The Dinosaur obviously i knew you would say that yeah the dinosaur is amazing but i do have to give shout out like like we talk about practical effects a lot of times on this and one of the great things about tammy and the t-rex is the fact that like they want to show scenes of the dinosaur walking even though the animatronic couldn't do that and they wanted the arms to have movement so having those moments where they just kind of built puppeteer things to like have the T-Rex be able to stroke Tammy even though his arms absolutely could not reach her face. Well, but that but that's part of the comedic genius of it, right? right? Is that like we all know that that T-Rex cannot fucking pet her like that. <laughs> and we also know that T-Rexes cannot fucking make calls on payphones, but it's hilarious when they do. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why for me everything surrounding the T-Rex is the MVP because it's the star of the show and there should be more dinosaurs in horror. I want more dinosaur horror. Yeah, well, I mean, for anyone that wants more dino horror, you should seek out the Carnosaur series. It's bad, but it's dinosaur <laughs> horror. Um, <laughs> and I, honestly, I'm surprised your MVP, if it's not the dinosaur, didn't go to the costume design because the costume design in Damon T-Rex is incredible. Like, every outfit that Helga shows up in is, like, Sluttier that's fucking great. Last. It's fucking great. <laughs> also, equal opportunity crop tops because both Denise and Paul Rocker show up in their first scene both wearing crop tops. Well, so there you go. Um... But I, I'm going to choose uh, Theo Forsett as Brian, and the reason being that, first of all, the I just I just think that Brian kind of brings a life to the movie yeah. that maybe wouldn't exist without his character, you know, and, and it's a shame because the director himself says that, you know, he felt that, uh, that Theo was one of the better actors on set and that he actually brought out the best of, like, Denise Richards and the other actors, right? And because he just had like a good energy to him and, 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 you know, a good method of acting. And it's just a shame because Theo didn't really go on to do anything after this. He kind of, he kind of stopped acting. So, you know, he's just, so I wanted to pay him tribute here because he's one of those actors that you kind of wonder like, what could have been, you know? (laughs) Because his character's great in this. I think he had a lot of fun with it. And he, he brings a lot of like heart and emotion to this character that really doesn't get kind of the, the writing they deserve. Because like it's hinted at that there's like, you know, this tension between him and his dad over the fact that he's gay or something, you know, that kind mm. of feels like that is what the issue is there. And, and you only get just like so much into that, that you really never actually dig into it at all. Yeah. You know, and yet Byron still brings enough earth, but Theo still brings enough emotion to it that you still kind of feel that story underneath it. Right. Yeah. Um. So, so I think, I think he brought a heart to the film that, you know, that, that wouldn't be there otherwise. So yeah. So to me, it's Theo. But all right, so we always like to, uh, every week on Twitter, 
on at Killer Critics. Get your thoughts and feelings on the film and what you think of it overall. So between love it, it's fine, don't like it, and never seen it, where do you think the audience falls on Tammy and the T-Rex? The only choice is love it, and I will be disappointed if it's anything else. I mean, <gasps> the only choice is not love it, Chris, all right? <gasps> I am a very much... No, hold on. I'm a, I'm a very much... It's everyone... Everyone's opinion is valid kind of person, but... That's fair. Um, love it did win. Fuck yeah. Uh, barely, but it did win. So love it got 37.3%. It's fine was 24.1%. Don't like it was 10.8%. And never seen it was 27.7%. <gasps> Which just tells me that there's a lot of you out there that still need to experience the joy that is Tammy the T-Rex. <laughs> uh, so, so we always like to get your thoughts and feelings on these as well. Uh, so these are all from Twitter. So just a few here. Uh, first up is at Bede Germain. So that's B-E-D-E-J-E-R-M-Y-N. And he does a lot of great uh, podcasts with our friend Marcy. So you should follow them. You should follow their podcast, Super Network, and all the podcasts that they do there. But he says, what's not to love about this film? It has everything. A young Denise Richards and Paul Walker, a T-Rex who makes phone calls, Isaac from Children of the Corn, I think I might have said his name incorrectly earlier, Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite, who is the pizza delivery guy in the film, who also walks into the movie and is just like, oh, a giant T-Rex in here, whatever. Uh, and, And Terry Kaiser chewing the scenery, gore, more gore, Byron's fashion and fake tombstones. <laughs> See, you get it. You understand why this movie is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no, this movie has everything. So for everyone who hasn't gotten a chance to see this, hopefully this is this is a glowing testament for why you should rent it, buy it, own it, watch this goddamn dinosaur movie. Indeed. Um, <laughs> I, I have nothing to add to that. I, I think I, I'll just say that, yeah, you know, everything being listed there is exactly why this movie is great. You know, it's just nonstop ridiculousness. And that's why that's why we love it. So, anyway, thank you at Be Jermaine for the comment. Appreciate it. Uh, next up is a comment from at Sinful underscore Redhead. So that's S I N N F U L underscore Redhead is my friend Sarah. She also does a podcast. You should follow her and check that out. Uh, but she says, "Good Lord, this movie is some awesome cheesy goodness." I saw this movie for the first time when it was on the last drive-in, and I absolutely loved it. It's entertaining, campy, and has some cool kills. It's just balls to the wall, fun, good time. Absolutely agree with that. And I think for me, uh, Last Drive-In might have been the first place that I got to see it as well, which I think always makes it kind of a magical experience getting to watch it with other like film nerds and also getting to watch it with Joe Bob and his wonderful commentary. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, I, I do think that Joe Bob introduced this film to a lot of people. You know, I first came across it when it was announced that Vinegar Syndrome had restored the gore cut of it. And I was really jealous because because this film premiered at uh, Cinepocalypse, I believe. I, I think that was the first time that it was shown, this gore cut. And I just remember seeing all these people live tweeting about it and talking about how amazing it was. And I was, or not live tweeting, but tweeting about it afterwards. And I was just sitting there like, God damn it, I need to see this fucking movie. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't recall actually seeing Tammy the T-Rex when I was a kid, uh, the, the non-gore cut. And so just hearing about this and seeing all the promos and trailer for it, I was just like, I have to get my hands on this film, you know? And so I did, I bought it immediately from vinegar syndrome when I could, but yeah. And it's why I really love Joe Bob because, you know, he, he takes these, uh, you know, quote unquote driving films and introduces them to wide audiences that might not have ever experienced the movie before or ever heard of it or even sought it out. Right. And, and if you're a driving fan, you know, he's basically kind of like forcing you to sit down and, and watch some of this <laughs> stuff. So 
So there's a lot of people that maybe had, you know, never would have sought out taming the T-Rex and they got to see it because of, you know, Joe Bob. So, so yeah, no. So I, I completely agree, Sarah. I, I'm so glad that he showed this on the drive and I'm glad you got to see it there. And it is, it's a balls to the wall, awesome, good time. And just, it's amazing. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so thank you for the comment at sinful underscore redhead. Appreciate it. Uh, next up is a comment from at run Kyle run 13. So that's run Kyle run. And then the number is 13. And they say, I originally saw this when I was a kid, but it was the PG 13 version. It was cheesy and dull. Seeing the gory cut as an adult takes us to another level. It's dumb fun with wonderful over-the-top kills and so bad it's good moments. It's the perfect drinking with friends watch. I definitely agree with that. Tammy the T-Rex is a fantastic movie, and I'm so sorry that you had to see it for the first time without any gore because that definitely does sound boring. Um, But yeah, you know, Tammy the T-Rex, I feel like, is the perfect drinking movie for just, like, again, spotting crew members or the gore, anything like that. It's a great time. Yeah, I mean, like we were saying before, you know, the gore cut's the only way to watch this film, and it is a perfect drinking game film. Like, it's... (laughs) Uh, you know, th- this is one of those movies that I think is best experience with the crowd or with friends. Yeah, and you know, it's a great film by yourself too. But it's one of those movies that it's meant to be seen with people and laugh and sharing that, right? Like, it's I still have not seen this film in a theater, and I am killing to see it and have that cinepocalypse experience because I want to see this movie with an audience and people just losing their fucking minds at it. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you at Run Kyle Run Thirteen uh, for the comment. Appreciate it. Next up is a comment from at M Sawzall. So that's M-S-A-W-Z-A-L-L. And they say, never heard of it until I listened to an episode of How Did This Get Made About It? Watched it and was not disappointed. It's just bonkers and way more violent than I anticipated. Yeah, you really don't think Tammy and the T-Rex when it opens is going to be as gory and violent as it is. And it's a delightful surprise of just how much intestines are in this movie. Indeed. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's funny because again, it has that sort of like Mac and me quality of like, oh, this is just like, you know, family friendly entertainment. And then, you know, you start getting like intestines ripped out and heads ripped <laughs> off and, you know, heads exploding. And it's like, it's like, oh, you know, like it's, it, it really, it really is this combination of just like people who maybe didn't, you know, quite know what they were doing tonally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is really fun to listen to the commentary on this if you haven't, because you know, it, it's basically the the director and his wife, the producer, watching it for the first time and or watching the gore cut for the first time and just kind of like laughing at all the ridiculous gore in it because even they're kind of surprised of like, man, I'm, su- I'm surprised it's so gory, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, so no, it, it's, it's just such the best way to see this movie. It is one of those kind of how did this get made kind of films, so I'm glad that they did an episode on this because it's perfect for that. Uh, but anyway, thank you at M. Sawzall for the comment. Appreciate it. And then lastly is a comment from at Dark Rift Horror. So that's Dark Rift Horror. And this is the company uh, behind the film Book of Monsters, which is directed by Stuart Spark. And it is great. Stuart's a friend of mine. You should check out uh, Book of Monsters. It's incredible. It's, it's, it's one of those movies that I actually think had the best poster of the year release because <laughs> it's just full of so many fucking creatures. Uh, and the movie itself is just like all heavily practical effects inspired, you know, like, and so anyway, if you've not seen book, book of monsters, you check it out, but this is coming from at dark with horror. So they say, I got the blu-ray of the gore cut, big, dumb fun. <laughs> 
Uh, I was so excited the day that Matt told me that he had ordered this film because, like, yeah, it's big, dumb fun. It's dinosaurs, gore. I think we've said it all. This movie is amazing. And, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much to add to that. It, it is big, dumb fun. It's fucking T-Rex. I, I feel like <laughs> big, dumb fun should have put on the poster. It would have been a better like, tagline. I, I feel like that's what you need to sell this movie. Big, dumb fun, you know? <laughs> like, forget the fucking pet shit that they came up with for Weird. the original tagline. Uh, but anyway, thank you at Dark Rift Horror, a.k.a. Sword Spark, for the comment. Appreciate it. One last thing we'd like to do before we wrap up here is just uh, upcoming releases for the week. Kind of give you some thoughts on what to look out for that's coming to you. So uh, first up is a film called Hellbender. And this is from the... <laughs> I love... <laughs> I love that this is her name, basically. You know, it's from the Adams family, uh, which uh-huh. is this which is this trio of filmmakers, uh, a couple and their daughter. And 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 this is coming to shutter on the 24th. And basically, you know, they're the small team of filmmakers that just does these little indie movies, kind of a do-it-yourself team that does a little bit of everything, right? And Hellbender is the best way I think I can describe it without spoilers is basically about a, it's like a coming of age, witch movie, mm-hmm. but it's very do it yourself. It's very weird. It's very unique. And so it's not something I think will work for everyone, but I had a really good time with it. You know, I'm one of those people that just appreciates things that are really different and hellbender is that. So if you're seeking a witch film, that's a coming of age story, that's kind of a lot different than maybe things you've seen before. Uh, I do highly recommend checking out Hellbender. I think it's a pretty cool movie. Um, but anyway, that's on the 24th on Shudder. And then lastly is a film called Studio 666. And this is actually a film made by the Foo Fighters. Oh. Uh, so they, I, I think it's directed, written by them. They star in it. I don't know much about it. I haven't actually seen this one. But it obviously seems to involve like demons and stuff like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But this comes to the theaters on the 25th. So... Uh, if you'd like to check out my review on Hellbender, you can find that on KillerHorrorCritic.com. But hopefully one of those piques your interest, you can check that out. Uh, otherwise, next week we're going to be doing our final episode for our Monsters in Love theme with the film Let's the Right One In. Uh, one of the best vampire films ever, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get you know started on your homework for that one or whatever, or check it out before, before you listen to the episode, it is streaming on Prime and Hulu. So you can check it out there. Uh, Otherwise, that's going to do it for us on Tammy and the T-Rex. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Chris. And have a great night, horror fans. We'll see you next week. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode of Killer Horror Critic. If you'd like to scream with us some more, please subscribe on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at Killer From Space, as well as Instagram at Killer underscore Horror underscore Critic. New episodes release every Friday, so keep your eyeballs peeled, just the way I like them. Have a good night, horror fans. <laughs>